Welcome all to Deck Trek. I'm Ben Crookshank, and on this show, I bring Commander decks to Trek Pacino, and he shows me how much smarter he is uh, by making them better. <laughs> uh, whether you're here to laugh at me and my decks, or to learn from our unqualified insight, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, so we're going to use this podcast to take a look at some of our own Commander decks, uh, make them better, some of, hopefully some of your Commander decks, uh, or Commander deck ideas, and create decks and like force them to work. Take decks that should not work by any means whatsoever, we will force them to work. Uh, but uh, today... Today we're going to do one of our own decks. Uh, this is one of Ben's personal decks. This has been a topic of conversation for us for a while. Uh, so, all right, please introduce us to your deck, Ben. All right. So the deck um, is has the commander Crush the Blood Braided. He costs two, a red, green, and black. Uh, red, green, and black is Jund. Uh, he reads, whenever another creature dies, you may put X 1-1 counters on Crush the Blood Braided, where X is the creature's power. That's, that's that is the important it. bit. Yeah, yeah. I opened up the new Capenna Jund Precon, and I'm like, this deck, this card probably should get out of here, but he's really cool, so I'm going to make a deck where he fits. And so he made him a commander. Um, so what... So what uh, does your deck want to do? So what is it that you want to like sit down at the table and do when you open this deck? I mean, obviously, Crush gets big. That's what Crush wants to do. He himself wants to be the biggest thing on the board. And if he's not the biggest thing on the board, he wants to kill the <laughs> biggest thing on the board and then make him even bigger just, just to rub it in whoever <laughs> has the biggest thing on the board, rub it in their face. Um... <laughs> That being said, there's two sort of themes in the deck. Um, one was sort of the main idea, and then one was cards that I actually had available. <laughs> um, uh, which, I mean, yeah, that's how I made this deck, was I just was like, I like this commander, and so I threw cards that I had and fit them together. Um, the first of the two themes uh, is having big and scary things that if you kill, make crash bigger and scarier um things like uh Zeotora, the incinerator what does Zeotora say Zeotora says on the end step at the beginning of your end step uh sacrifice a creature and <clears throat> Zeotora, the incinerator deals damage to a target equal to that creature's power and also produce i'll create three treasure tokens he's also like a six six flyer yeah. so yes yeah yes he's a six six jund flyer it also doesn't say another so you can sacrifice zero torrent no it does oh it does it say does. another yeah. well then ignore that you're wrong <laughs> see i'm the smart one here uh <laughs> and yeah some of the other another the other dragon in the deck that is nice and big and fun is uh corvold the faker's king because i mean He's fantastic. He's fantastic. And You're sacrificing things, and yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. So cat Jun deck. He's gonna be there, um, and uh, yeah, because he puts one encounters, and he also draws cards, which is really nice. Yeah. That's built into. I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, Corvold says when he enters the battlefield, you sacrifice something, and you put a one-one counter on him. And whenever you sacrifice something, you put a one-one counter on him. Well, it, yeah, it's just whenever he attacks or enters the battlefield, sacrifice a permanent. Whenever you sacrifice a permanent, put a 1-1 counter on him, 
and draw a card. Oh, yeah. So that's exactly what your deck wants to do. Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, it's very nice. <laughs> very nice. The second theme, uh, which sort of is a bit bigger in the deck itself, uh, because those are the cards I had available, um, is to basically force all players on the board to sacrifice uh, and make Crush bigger and basically be able to swing on an empty board state. Uh, You're almost playing like a Jund Control in a weird way. Yes. You know? You're forcing everyone to destroy their own creatures, which will make yours bigger and make it easier for you to deal combat damage. Yes. And, I mean, like, it's not necessarily the greatest strategy, but there's something so satisfying <laughs> about watching someone else sacrifice a combo piece. <laughs> you're, you're just saying that because I play a lot of blue decks, right? Yes, yeah, 100% okay. is. Like, when you choose to get rid of your propaganda, it just it warms my soul. <laughs> Well, it's either the Propaganda or the Blightsteel Colossus, so, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but, yeah, some of the cards that really help you do that are things like Iridescent Horn Beetle, uh, <laughs> which, on the end step, creates as many 1-1 insect tokens as 1-1 counters you've put on creatures this turn, um, which, with Crash getting 1-1 counters for every, uh, every power of a creature that dies, that can get big fast, especially if you have a way to sack the insects that you create from it. Yeah. Um, it grows really quickly. Like if you were to put the trigger of that on the stack, sack all the beetles, mm -hmm. and then let that trigger resolve, and yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. No or you can even do it in your second main, and just, or before combat, just boom, make crush a, what, the massive creature. Or if you have an instant way to sack things then you can do it between blockers and damage <laughs> just like sack them all to ashnod's altar or something oh yeah ashnod's altar is great because then you basically have a bunch of mana and you're getting all the all the tokens back on your end step because yeah. that's uh each one corresponds to at least one power so one yeah. one one counter on crash um, I mean, so I think yeah. uh, for those of you listening who don't know what Ashman's Altar is, it is uh, you sacrifice a creature and you get two mana of uh, colorless mana. Uh, some other things that I really appreciate when things are sacked are Masaryk, Crawl, Death Priest. Um, <laughs> what? Who is that? I, <laughs> that one? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, that's the, yes. That's a Golgari. I think it's three, a black, and a green. Yep. Um, and it says, whenever any player sacrifices a permanent, put a 1-1 counter on all creatures you control. Because Crash cares about the power. Yeah. 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 So, so you can make those <coughs> the, those bunch of 1-1 uh, insects. I was just about to say that, yeah. You can make them 2-2s. Two so then they... And then it would create twice the number of insects. Yep. But whenever a player sacrifices another permanent, so if you were to do it on the next turn... Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest. When I was first going through, because what we're going to do later is I'm going to do ins and outs for the deck, stuff mm -hmm. that I would put in and subsequently stuff I'd take out. Uh, this was originally on my outs list. Mm -hmm. uh, we then, you know, chatted about it, and I took a further look at the deck, and I was like, oh, it's a player. I 
There's yes, that's the really yeah. nice thing about a fair amount of these is that they're all sort of all players sacrifice yeah. things. You know, like Butcher of Malakir, where when <laughs> you when a creature you control dies, all other players sacrifice a creature. That one is very, very nice. spicy. Very uh, good. Also, can I just mention that I'm reading this for the first time right now. It says whenever a player sacrifices another permanent, there is a particular permanent type that gets sacrificed a lot in Commander. Uh, fetch lands. Fetch lands. Treasure tokens. Yeah. Those also work. Oh, yeah, because you have to sacrifice the yep. treasure token. Any type of token that's like, like a, a food clue token, token, a clue token, yeah. uh, whatever. Blood tokens. I mean, this has got it. Are people playing blood token decks no. in the EDH? No. Uh, yeah, but that... That's interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, imagine playing against like a lands deck. Someone keeps reoccurring uh, some fetch land. Oh boy. Yeah, no, there's a... That's uh, crazy. It, like there's there's some big flaws to the idea of making everyone sacrifice, particularly that you can't target. Like you don't get to choose what they're sacrificing. Um, but yeah. You can do some funny things with it. <laughs> and, and I mean, let's be clear. If you haven't realized it at this point, we're not trying to build a CEDH deck. We're trying to build good decks, but we do want to have fun. Yeah, the, the real point here is to make a funny deck and then make it playable. Yeah. Like I mentioned, though, you know, Crash, fantastic card. Love him. Corvold, he's great. He's a G. Uh, then there's other things like Court Jack Menace, uh, which doubles the amount of 1-1 one, one counters just because... Um, so that's... He's also a big creature. Isn't he like a 5-5 five, five or something? Uh, I think he's a 4-4. Four, four. Four, four. Oh, well... He's like a 4-mana four 4-4, four, four, which by itself is fine, decent. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you just double any power that Crash gets from the 1-1 one, one counters, essentially. There's some other like smaller cards in there that just hold a special place in my heart, like Jadar Ghoul Caller. He just, on your end step, makes a 2-2 uh, zombie with the K uh, yeah. token. Um... And because yeah. it, the decayed will kill the creature, it like there's no point in not attacking. Important also, uh, decay says you sacrifice it. So oh, for it things, does. So for it, okay. things like the death priest or uh, Corvold, right? It counts. That don't care about death triggers, but care about sack triggers. It does count. That is ridiculous. I did not actually know that about decay. I thought yes. it just died. Yes. Or... No. I. Uh, it's something that I realized when making this deck. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Other than just saying, like like I mentioned, there's some obvious flaws with the sacking uh, strategy. And then also just because a lot of the decks I run are either green, black, green, red. Uh, they're green. <laughs> they're A lot of them are green. Uh, but, like, a lot of them are the jund colors. The lands in the deck are not optimized at all because... Again, it's just what I had after making, like, three or four other Jund-colored <laughs> decks. It was a uh, leftover scraps yeah. of the mana it's, Yeah, it's just leftovers. And, like, at one point I'm like, well, I'm out of swamps, so I guess I can't put any more swamps <laughs> in, right? I mean, I could just go to whatever game store and just get some for free, but... Uh, that, that's so much effort. I you gotta have to walk, walk there, there. yeah. Yeah, no. Some folk don't like to talk about the mana base because it's not as exciting, but it is very important. So we here are going to talk about the mana base uh, just because it's important to, to the deck. Uh, but yeah, that that will happen 
Uh, I guess, other than that, should we just uh, take a look at some cards I want to put in the deck? Yeah, for sure. Or are there any cards in the deck that you appreciate? Or like oh, that, that I appreciate. Really like? uh, well, I'm actually... I am quite, rather excited to talk about your maybe board later. Oh, yeah. There, so, There's like 50 cards. On yeah. <laughs> when Ben sent me the deck list, I saw that it had like 200 and something cards in it or something ridiculous. Uh, if you don't know, commander decks are 100 cards. His maybe board is massive. It is so big. It's got, it's got some really good stuff on there. Like it has, um, uh, it has stuff like Anger which is really great. Uh, anger, if it's in the graveyard and you control a uh, mountain, it gives all your creatures haste. So it's something, one, you want to sacrifice because you want it in the graveyard, and it'll also give your creatures haste. And I don't think I need to tell you that giving your creatures haste is good, um, especially when you're playing green. Also, and red. Yeah, and red. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you want combat to happen because you want creatures to die. Which, yeah, because uh, that's one of the beautiful things about crash 2 is the fact that when other people's creatures die from combat right even if you're playing a four player game and two people just get into combat with each other a creature's going to die yeah and that just makes crash bigger i would imagine this is like this deck would love to go against a token strategy oh yeah 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 no well like if oh and that's one of the things like uh crash usually gets pretty big pretty quick because he starts out as a three three right so if you kill enough things you can get them bigger than 13 which when someone plays blasphemous at i was literally and it kills a bunch of say. tokens yeah then crash is still alive after the board wipe but everything that dies just makes crash bigger and then he becomes like a hundred a hundred i i was gonna say that i think the card that i most appreciate in this deck is probably blasphemous act because uh, I've played against this deck, uh, I think, once or twice, <clears throat> and I've seen it run. Uh, well, sorry, I've played against you playing the deck once <laughs> or twice, and I've seen other people play it once or twice. And, uh, yeah, Crash gets really, like, ridiculously big very, very quickly. It's... I mean, it does also help at our play table that I can be like, okay, but it'll be funnier if Crash is even bigger. <clears throat> and then you're like, okay, I won't remove him. <laughs> I guess yeah that that is something that we should say when we're building decks uh, and when we're chatting about you know how we want to upgrade the deck your playgroup is probably different than our playgroup so you know we may have cards that are really good in our playgroup that maybe your friends won't like uh, and oh well we're just we're making it fun for us everyone likes to play magic differently all right should we take a look at some ins yes all right uh, the first ends, we're going to do some boring ones. We're going to mm -hmm. do the mana base. Yeah. Uh, so I know you are very famous in our playgroup for having some land issues, Mr. 30 lands. Um, not not quite in this deck. You you have more than 30 lands in this deck. This one is 36. Which is pretty good. I'm going to put uh, some more in. I'm actually taking one out. So uh, what, we're, what I'm adding in, because we're in a three-color mana base, we do have green, which will help us ramp, but... Crash is going to become a target a lot, uh, so we want to be able to play Crash over and over. He's already a five mana commander, so uh, you know we want to we want to have the mana to play him probably about three times throughout the game because he's going to be the scariest boy. Uh, we will have protection, but we won't always have protection. So I put an exotic orchard because you're in three out of the five colors. There's no reason to not uh, risk that not everyone is playing Azorius. <laughs> 
Uh, I also put in Savage Lands, which comes into play tapped, and it taps for all of the Jund colors. Um, uh, same with Zeratora's Proving Ground. It's the exact same thing. Comes into play tapped, uh, taps for all the Jund colors. It also has Cycling 3 for later in the game, so if you want to pay 3 mana, discard it and draw a card. Maybe that's a thing you want to do. Uh, so I have, I have three more mana type things. Golgarian Gruel Signet. Because the Signets, you can't go wrong with uh, Artifact Ramp. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like, I have both of those cards. They're just in other decks. Yeah. Uh, I know, this is the boring stuff. Here is not a boring thing. So, I actually wanted to talk briefly about some of... I, I called them issues of the deck, but I mean, this deck is fine. Uh, it doesn't have any glaring issues that make it unplayable. But if we want to just beef it up, uh, like, the main thing that we got to think about and worry about is that it revolves around one creature. And it revolves around your commander. So that is awesome because it's the commander, we can play it whenever we want, but it could be easy to remove and kind of all of our eggs are in one basket. <clears throat> so we wanna make sure that that basket is safe and protected. Uh, also, Crush does not have Trample. He doesn't have Trample printed on him. So uh, in Commander, if you deal 21 commander damage to someone they immediately lose so if you're have a let's say crash is a 21 21 you know that would be awesome but without the trample it it doesn't really matter we're not able to whittle our opponents down um it's also quite good against well some of my decks with our life gain decks so when i have two 300 life which yes has happened before uh crash would be able to commander damage me down and have me lose the game but he needs a trample or if he's big enough just Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, always uh, card draw. Your card draw is actually pretty good. Um, I don't think I added any more card draw, but I feel like I'm gonna mention it literally all yeah. the time. Yeah, uh, and that is one of the things. Like I made the original version of this deck, and then I like I I revised this quite a bit before sharing the deck list with Trek, um, and. That was one of the things that in the the very original version of the deck was seriously lacking was card draw, um, but yeah. Then we put nice things like a bull uh, disciple of Bolas in there, uh, life's legacy, and we made it. Yeah, disciple better. of Bolas is. Uh, can you please read a disciple of Bolas for us? For it sure. Is exceptionally good in this deck. When disciple of Bolas enters the battlefield, sacrifice another creature. You gain X life and draw X cards, where X is that creature's power. Uh, it's three mana and a black. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great card. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, another strange issue is uh, we want big power creatures because we want to sacrifice our own stuff. And, well, we want big power creatures. There's no <laughs> other way about it. Uh, but those big power creatures cost a lot of mana. So it's slightly unlikely that we're going to be playing more than one thing in a turn unless we have all that ramp, which is kind of why I opted to put in... I took out cards from other places to put in more mana rocks just because we want to be able to play like two five drops in a turn. Um, I guess the last thing... Uh, I did say in my notes that we wanted more creatures, but I don't think I added a single creature. Uh, so let's just ignore that note, pretend <laughs> I didn't say anything, and move on with our lives. All right. Uh, okay, next thing I wanted to add. This is another land, but it's a very good land. It gets around the fact that we don't have trample, and it's a land. 
Mm-hmm. It's called Rogue's Passage. Mm, yeah. Rogue's Passage, it taps for a colorless. <clears throat> and it says, you can pay four and tap it, and target creature can't be blocked this turn. That is an amazing way to get around, like, death touch creatures, or even just someone who has a big board state. Uh, just, it's a great card. Great card. And hopefully, because we'll have a lot of mana, we'll be able to use this every turn without worrying and play some other things. Um, yeah, Rogue's Passage. Can't be blocked. Go in, do that. Do that commander damage. Uh, I'd probably say Rogue's Passage may end up being the best card in the deck if it was added in. I would argue that there's one that is better already in there. It's a land as well. Kessig uh, Wolf Oh, Kessig Wolf yes. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it taps, whatever, for colorless. But for Gruul and X, you can tap the land and give target creature plus X plus zero and trample. Yeah. Now, what's really great about that is, like we are talking about instantaneous sack outlets being Ashnod's Altar. Um, if you were to sack creatures to Ashnod's Altar to pay for that abil- for that X cost, then not only are you putting 1-1 one, one counters on Crash because they're sacking creatures, they're producing two mana, so every creature uh, is two toughness is extra. Two toughness extra for that X cost. Guys, don't underestimate the power of lands. Lands are great. <laughs> There's some good lands. Uh, yeah, you're right. That is a great card in this deck. Yeah, uh, but no, I do, I do like the addition of Rogue's Passage because then you don't have to worry about trample. You can just you also don't have to worry about Death Touch. Yes, which Death uh, Touch is annoying. You do have um, you do have Mirror Shield in here, which Mirror Shield, well, Mirror Shield, is a two mana artifact equipment equipped for two, and it says equipped creature gets plus zero plus two and hexproof, and it also has whenever a creature with death with Death Touch blocks or becomes blocked by this creature destroy that creature so basically if death touch comes anywhere near it it'll just destroy that creature yeah which just in general deters people with death touch from blocking crash yeah because no one's like i'm gonna block this dude that's just gonna kill my uh my death touch creature yeah and if it wasn't obvious from uh, the issues i brought up we want quite a bit of hexproof. We need a lot of protection here. Uh, I'm going to try to stay fairly budget-friendly, but also we live in fantastical dreamland of making a fun podcast, so I might not. <laughs> Who knows? I If you want to put Lightning Grease in this deck, I actually don't know if you want to get Lightning Grease in this deck because you have a lot of cards that actively buff Crash, yeah. and you need to be able to target him. So you do have Swiftfoot Boots in this deck, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Swiftfoot Boots, giving Hexproof, uh, so good. We need that. Um, along with that, I decided to put in, similar to the issue that we're solving with Rogue's Passage, uh, Zephyr Boots. We need more evasion, more ways to get around people's blockers, because let's say we don't have a way to trample, we still want even more ways in the deck to get Crash around other people, or rather around blockers. So Zephyr Boots is a one mana artifact equipment. It equips for two. And it says equipped creature has flying. And whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card, discard a card. Uh, This deck does have a handful of ways to get things back from the graveyard. So you could actually use this to pitch something really, really good and get it back for cheaper, which is fun. Um, 
you're drawing a card, you're trying to deal combat damage anyway, it gets crash around uh gets crash around your blockers. If it had hexproof, it would make it even better. But I think any sort of evasion that we can add on to him for cheap, because it's only equipped for two, uh, I think that's a great way, great way to start. Yeah. Uh uh more protection, actually. <laughs> this is probably this is a really good card. It is called Tamio's Safekeeping. Mm, it yeah. is, yes. Yeah. It is a one green. That's all it costs. A single green mana. And it, oh goodness, it is an instant. It says, target permanent you control gains hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. You gain two life for one mana. It was printed at common as well. It's a common Kamiga Kamigawa card. Yeah, Neon Dynasty. Yeah, Neon Dynasty. That, that card very nice it's, yeah it's just fantastic to have it's also easy to hold up one green oh yeah yeah especially when you're playing big creatures especially if you're known for you know just throwing big things on the battlefield and hoping they stick kind of thing then like people are like oh yeah he just had one green left over right like he's he played a six mana drop like he has seven lands out you know Oh well, yeah. That we'll green's just that. left over. It's not actually anything. He's not. He couldn't possibly hold it. He's not a blue it. player. <laughs> exactly. But then, uh, then they are sorely disappointed when you kill them <laughs> uh, when they don't kill Crash, and it's fantastic. I guess another thing uh, I was thinking of putting in a card like Dark Steel Plate, which would give Crash indestructible. But I just felt that your protection wants to be as cheap as possible because the other stuff you're playing is so expensive um i will uh i'll take the deck list that you gave me originally and i'll put it in the description if i can mm -hmm. uh yeah, so okay. for other folk to look at um and yeah you'll kind of see that it's a fairly high cost of deck because that's what it wants to be it wants to play big things all the time um, so I think we want to take really cheap options where we can, which is why I didn't put in equipments that give him indestructible and stuff like that. All right, let's take a look at some other things. Uh, I think another thing you might want is more targeted removal, more like interaction targeted removal is super important so i just uh, and most importantly stuff that doesn't exile and it says destroy mm -hmm. uh so a very versatile one everyone says this is a great card assassin's trophy destroy target permanent and opponent controls its controller may search our library for a basic land card put it onto the battlefield then shuffle and it costs a black and a green and i mean the nice thing about that too is that it, it just says permanent right it's not creature or enchantment artifact right it's just it's just a permanent. Right? Yeah. Like it's just. It's a great card. Someone else has a Rogue's Passage. Destroy that. Uh, sorry, I should get back to um, protection. Yeah. I completely forgot yeah. that I have another protection card. Uh, it is one colorless and a green. Two mana for an instant. Permanence you control gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Heroic Intervention. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a great card, and it is it will save your entire board. <laughs> Let's do... I have an equipment for you. Okay. Uh, you were telling me about... You actually read on Crash's lore, and <laughs> Crash has a weapon. Yes, he does. Uh, what is Crash's weapon, if you remember? Uh, oh, I can't remember. It's in the maybe board. Uh, uh, it's called it's the in, Mage it's in the, Slayer. It's in the probable board. Yeah. The Mage Slayer. Oh. 
beautiful. Can beautiful. you please read us the, the mage player? Of course player? I can. This card, like, it's, it's not in Crush just because I didn't have him at the time when I was building it. Um, <clears throat> but it's such a great card that, like, just works in, in Gruul decks. It's a general. flavor win. Yeah. Also, giving Crush his, his blade is beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, Mage Slayer. It's one, a red, and a green. Um, it's an artifact equipment, uh, and it reads, Whenever equipped creature attacks, it deals damage equal to its power to the player or planeswalker it's attacking. And I it has an equipped cost of three. I have seen, I have witnessed Crash become like a 100-100 in a game. Yeah. This is an insta-kill. This can be an insta-kill. Uh, it's like, it's it's really just like a better version of Double Strike almost. <laughs> right? Because it's like, it deals just as much damage, but it's specifically to the player. Like, it's it, you don't have to worry about uh, like trample and blockers or anything. It's just, you do the damage to the player, and then you also get to do damage to the it's a move to combat, right? Yeah, which is fantastic because that's what Crush wants to do. He wants to deal lots of damage to your opponent's biggest creatures, which will, for the most part, be what's blocking him if he has trample. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I like the whole, this whole time we've been talking about. Uh, I said evasion before. This is a great way to get around that. Yeah. Even if you have no evasion on the board, but you have Mage Slayer, and someone has like a just one one blockers, you can just keep throwing that. You can keep throwing crash at your opponents, and it doesn't matter because you're getting around that anyway. Exactly, like it because I mean, yeah, one of the places where it is harder to get around is if someone's making like a thousand locust tokens or whatever, right? And you're they're just putting up like one or even like enough to fully block crash if he has trample, right? If like a token deck is able to do that, Mage Slayer still gets around that. Yeah, regardless, still gonna deal a ridiculous amount of damage. Yeah, yeah. There's also just, like, kind of nothing anyone can do about it. Yeah. Because uh, even if you... Uh, I don't think anyone plays the card where it gives you Hexproof. It's the um, Leyline of Sanctity, I think. Oh. Um, I don't think anyone plays that. Yeah, there's a few cards that give, like, players Hexproof. But, but it like... gets around that. I, it's a very niche kind yeah. of uh, thing, but it would get around that. Well, yeah, because it doesn't target the players. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about. Think to bring up. <laughs> I know. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about making other people sacrifice stuff. I want to beef up that zone because I think we both agree it's kind of funny. It's so funny. I love it. Oh, it's yeah. So good. Well, this isn't quite sacrificing, but this is uh, single target removal, and we've talked about this before. About one of the best mechanics for this deck is evoke, mm -hmm. because yes. it it the creature comes in and dies. Like, Evoke says you cast a spell for the Evoke cost. If you do, sacrifice it when it enters the battlefield. So it's a sacrifice trigger, it's a dice trigger, and you get the effect, the ETB effect. Yeah, because every Evoke card has an ETB. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be pointless. <coughs> uh, so this is, this is uh, four colorless and a black. It has Evoke for one and a black. Okay? It is Shriek Maw. So it is a 3-2 elemental creature with fear. It has, when Shriek Maw enters the battlefield, destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature. I mean, I, I, I don't think that'll be an issue. There'll always be something to kill there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is basically, if you consider it for the evoke cost, it is two mana, put three counters on crash, kill something, and put that many counters on crash. 
Yeah, yeah. no, it's fantastic. Because, I mean, like, yeah, it like you said, it's basically put three counters on Crash plus, like, a Doom Blade with the caveat that you can't target artifact creatures. Mm. Right. Oh, well. <laughs> and then against an artifact creature deck, that might be a problem. But against any other type of creature deck or something that's not even a creature deck, right? Like, it, it's you, great. you can get around it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. It's still worth the two mana that it costs. Honestly, two mana put three counters on <laughs> Crash. I'd say two mana put three counters on something isn't great in Commander because it seems like a pretty small effect. But in Crash, when you have other ways to get counters and other die triggers, uh, matters type stuff. Yeah. Even if you're, you, even if you can't target anything, I, I think it's a fine card. Right, because like it's still a sack trigger, so that still helps out with the Death Priest or Corval, Corval or yeah, like things like that, right? And so yeah, no, it's a, it's good. It's uh, nice. Here is a funky one. This is a very very funky one. It's called uh, no, I won't tell you what it's called yet. It is two colorless and a black. It is an instant. Each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker with the highest converted mana cost among creatures and planeswalkers they control. It's called Soul Shatter. So you take the thing they spent the most mana on and it forces them to sacrifice it. Uh, yeah. I think that might be good. That's what we want to do, baby! <laughs> So not only are you foiling your opponent's plans, but that's probably going to be creature. Well, it's creature or planeswalker. Mm -hmm. I know in our playgroup, we don't have too many planeswalkers. Uh, we do have some. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. You basically throw this, uh, kill all of your opponent's biggest thing, and then you get all the counters for it. And Yeah, the, the beautiful thing about that is the fact that if a creature has a large mana value... It probably, unless someone's like playing like a really expensive defender deck or something, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <right>? like, <coughs> I would like to play my six mana zero fourteen or something. Exactly. <laughs> right, like the the higher mana value cards are gonna have the higher power. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, that is that's very nice. I like that card. Yeah. I don't think it's super expensive either. I no. actually think I have one if you want it. Uh, I think I have one too. <laughs> all right. Speaking of getting around things, I uh, I kind of saw well, one of the issues. We we talked about this very, kind of casually that the deck has some trouble finishing the game because eventually people are going to be able to create the tokens. They're going to be able to uh, have the creatures to block. They're going to have ways to deal with it. So yeah, here's a way to uh, insta kill everyone at the table. It is three red red. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and opponent. That is Chandra's Ignition. Yes, it is. Yes. yes Chandra's is. Ignition can one-shot the table. And if it doesn't, it'll probably kill all the creatures at the table, making Crash an unstoppable god. The, and the, the beautiful thing is, there are very, very few opportunities uh, where the things on your board are bigger than Crash, right? Yeah. Like maybe when you first bring Crash back out. But, like, that that's going to, yeah, kill all your things, which, like, in general, like we talked about, the things you play are also going to be big, right? And so Crash killing all your things, it makes him huge, Oh, right? yeah. Like, wiping your own board isn't always great, but it makes Crash bigger, which is is really nice, um, especially when then there's, like, 
Yeah, just like, because you're going to wipe the board. There's no no creature's going to be bigger than Crash. That's the point of the deck. <laughs> yeah, I, I have seen it where Crash will come out as a 3-3, and by the time the, like, the next person has passed the turn, I'm saying the person after Ben has passed the turn, Crash is like a 7-7 at least, and then afterwards, Crash at is least. like, yeah, at least. <laughs> and then Crash turns, after the next turn, he's at least a 14-14, and no one has any idea why Ben is just like slowly sitting with his D30, just like ticking it up, <laughs> watching the game go by. And you, we're like, okay, Ben, it's your turn. He's like, all right, I'll untap Crash. How big is he? Yeah, 50-50. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like one round of the table, Crash can get extremely big. Um, and because, you know, some of the ideas for Crash of, like, not sort of paying for uh, protection, but having more, like, political protection, is one, not necessarily making him big super quickly, right? Or also, like, not giving him trample. Sometimes people are like, eh, we don't need to deal with him. I can just put a 1-1 one, one in front of him, right? So not giving him trample sort of somewhat gives him protection. Yeah, you're, you're uh, absolutely right there. Right, and when people are like, eh, Crush doesn't have trample, he can't win the game, people are more inclined to ignore him for the time being. Which and then is, they're like, uh, something oh. I have totally done before. Yes, yeah, 100%, right? And they're like, ah, Trek's deck is popping off. We've got to deal with him, right? Like, <laughs> Which is a common theme of our play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of the way that I've designed some of this deck, is to let you be the arch enemy, and then I just <laughs> sneak up, and then once you're dealt with, I come in and just kill everyone. And they come and you're like, oh no, we, we let Ben make a 1,000-1,000 creature. What have we done? Right, and like, I mean, the thing is, it's not too hard to give him trample. Um, like, there's a card in here, Massive Might. Yeah. Which is one green, it's an instant, and it reads target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains trample until the end of turn. So you can go into combat and be like, ah, whatever. Crash is big, doesn't matter. He doesn't have trample, and then boom, he has trample and is even bigger. Yeah, and, they're like, oh, and you do it after blocks right. too. You're yeah. like, I'll throw my one-one soldier in front of him. He has trample. You've been commander damaged. It is turn five. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> You've been commander damaged and dealt a hundred damage. Yeah, so. <laughs> from the mage slayer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, last card I want to add. So we're actually at the final card I wanted to add. Uh, if this doesn't become a meme of our podcast, then nothing else will. I love card draw. Mm-hmm. I love drawing cards. I design decks with the ability to draw the entire deck. Yeah. It, it is so fun to draw cards. It's <laughs> yes, it is annoying. But tell me that's not the best part of Magic. Oh, yeah, no, I love, I love when you play Nekusar, because then we all get to draw our entire decks. Ben, how would you like to probably draw your entire deck with a single card? Uh, killing things. And this, this, <laughs> might, this might accidentally mill you. Oh, gosh. Because oh, it is gosh. four mana and a green. For an instant, choose one. Non-human creatures you control get plus three, plus three until end of turn, which actually isn't terrible in your deck because I don't think you have a single human in there. Uh, But it also has draw cards equal to the greatest power among non-human creatures you control. This is Return of the Wild Speaker. Uh, Yeah. So Crash being a 50-50, you play this for five mana, draw 50 cards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, because I'm so sure that I I had it 
in the deck at one point or like oh uh, it was I know this definitely card. on your side your like one of your maybe boards and i just i saw it and i was like this has to go in the deck there's no possible way this there's no way you can convince me this doesn't go in this deck maybe it's because i love card draw too much but this is ridiculous just and because it's an instant you hold up five mana be be scary no i just realized it says non-human Kresh is a human warrior. Oh, he is. <laughs> Either way, I that still... might be why I took it out. I still think it's pretty good. Okay, maybe maybe it's less good now. Maybe it's in my wolf deck. Maybe it's less good now, but you have enough non-humans that I think this is still a great card. Yeah, no, it's good. Because, I mean, like, <laughs> Corvold's a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a human. <laughs> <laughs> He's a noble, which is a weird creature type, but... Uh, <laughs> noble, like noble tribal? Noble tribal. Oh, that's going to be an episode, isn't it? <laughs> the next episode title, Noble Tribal. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Well, that makes me very sad. I still think it's a good card to put in the deck. Uh, but especially with like that, that token generator we were talking about, if you play that, make all those, like let's say you put 6-1-1 counters on Crash, end step, you make 6-1-1s. Uh, you have an instant speed sack outlet. You make all those one ones four fours using this spell. You sack them all somehow. I mean, you've just put so many more counters on Crash. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, it's pretty good. It's it pretty does good. make me sad that you probably won't draw your whole deck, but I still think it's a very good card. That's why we got things like Life's Legacy, so they can just kill Crash. He doesn't need to be alive, <laughs> and then draw equal this power. <coughs> I still think that's crazy. Oh, or Disciple of Olas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just kill Crash, draw your whole deck, gain like 50 life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> thank, thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Second Crash is not always... It's, it's rarely actually a good idea, so that doesn't actually work very well. But you know what sometimes does uh, cause issues? Uh, Corvold, if he's not under control, uh, he can get close to like mill territory. Uh, like milling <laughs> yourself um, like if you are just if like there's an infinite combo to get infinite uh, ash nod sacks mm -hmm. with like different tokens and stuff and so if you have Corvold on there you need to be very is careful. it not a may ability no it is oh you have to draw the card I believe so yeah yeah no because it's attached to putting a 1-1 counter on Corvold oh, and it's no. just whenever you have to um <laughs> Yeah, whenever you sacrifice a permanent, put a 1-1 counter and draw a card. But also, as um, someone who loves card draw, tell me you wouldn't love that. Oh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. <laughs> and, like, you can do it. You just need to you just need to sack Corvold right before you mill yourself. All right, I have one card left in my library. I will sacrifice Corvold to the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. All right, we've talked about a bunch of fun cards to put in. I hope you enjoyed some of the cards that I brought up. Uh... Now we got to take out some cards. Yeah, this we, is the sad part of the podcast. This is the sad part. Because, my personal opinion, Commander deck should be 200 cards. And you can tell, <laughs> because my baby board is another 100 cards, uh, yeah, Commander deck should be 500 Wait, cards. you know what the, yeah, I was going to say, the uh, problem is you'd make a 200 card deck, find the 201st <laughs> card, and be like, it's a 300 card deck now. <laughs> yeah, like, no, we need to, we need to find those more. And then we just have, like, thousand card decks, which, like, uh, yeah. They look like, be... uh, Yorion decks compared to, you know, the regular standard decks. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would be, it would be ridiculous. 
All right. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, some I'm never things taking out. <laughs> First thing I'm taking out is your Highland Forest. It is uh, it is a snow land mm-hmm. that comes into play tapped and taps for red and green. Dude, this is terrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's I know. real bad. Uh, yeah, I took it out. I will mention <clears throat> the nice thing about it is that it does have the keywords mountain and forest on it. And yeah. so you can search for it using like a, uh, a whatever he calls them. Uh, like a far seeker or something like that. Nature's yeah, like lore. a far seeker or nature's lore or anything that says like search for a, a forest. As long as it doesn't say like basic land. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. No, I don't know. I, 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 I understand <laughs> taking him out. Uh, but yeah, I think that's mainly the reason why he was in there in the first place. Well, yeah, there's like I mean, there's the card Seed Guide Ash, uh, which when Seed Guide Ash is oh, yeah. put into a graveyard from play, you may search your library for up to three forest cards and put them onto the battlefield tapped. Um, if you do so shuffle good. your library, right? So that just says forest, so you can get that. Go get out. them, yeah, yeah. And it comes out tapped anyway, so like, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Other thing I'm getting rid of. Uh, you are drawing cards, which is great. I like drawing cards. I don't think you're drawing enough cards. I took out Thought Vessel. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Last mana thing I got rid of. I think I could be completely lying. Uh, Finhorn elves. It's one. It, Finhorn elves is just one mana. Uh, one green mana, and it taps for a green. It's a one-one. I got rid of it. He can go away now. <laughs> I just thought it was probably the most unimpressive card in the deck. I don't have any really good reason to remove him. He's just a small 1-1. One, one. Sure, he's ramp, but if you put in the other two pieces of uh, ramp I recommended in the other one, mm-hmm. I think he's going to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, ramping on turn 1 versus turn 2 isn't super important since Crush is a 5-mana card. Um, so, yeah. There's not a whole lot that this deck does before Crash comes out. I mean, there are things that it can do. Like, there are some good, like, 3 or 4-mana cards in here, but, like, yeah. No. It's a... It, it really wants Crash out. Yeah. And so, like, ramping on turn one or turn two, like, yeah, no, it doesn't make too much of a difference. Uh, I also say, um, I guess with this, with all the cards here, we, like, we talked about some really cool cards to put in. Not all of these cards that I'm suggesting taking out are bad. Mm-hmm. I actually would probably say, other than <laughs> Highland Forest... Like, none of the cards that I recommended taking out are necessarily bad. I just, I needed to make room for cards that I think will help the deck more. Mm-hmm. And especially with what we talked about with some of the issues, is it kind of went all over the place and we needed to focus it in on a handful of things. So I just tried to take bits and pieces of other puzzle pieces and get rid of them. Uh, so yeah, just a little note there. Uh, speaking of that, Skull Clamp. It's going away. I love drawing cards, but I don't think you have enough 1-1 one, one token generation. Because normally what you want to do is... Uh, so Skull Clamp, Skull Clamp, for those of you who don't know, is a 1-mana artifact equipment. It has equipped for 1, and it gives a creature plus 1, minus 1. And whenever a equipped creature dies, you draw 2 cards. So normally what you want to do is have a bunch of 1-1s, one, pay 1 mana, and move it down the line of your 1-1s, one, killing them off and drawing cards. Uh, which is cool. I think you... I think you have enough card draw in your deck, and I can't believe I'm saying that, because uh, I love card draw. I cannot underestimate that. Yeah. I love card draw. Uh, 
And also too few, specifically 1-1 one, one token generations. You have a bunch of other cool ways to make tokens. So I just thought, I don't know. I don't think it's that great. Needed to get rid of some stuff. It can go. That's fair. Uh, the one thing that is really nice about having Skull Clamp in the deck, though, is that, like, your things are going to die. One, because they're big and scary, and two, because you're, you're sacking them. And so, like, in the in the idea where you have not necessarily, like, a 1-1 one, one that you're sacking, just being able to, ah, I've got an extra mana, I'll throw a Skull Clamp on there, and draw two cards off of it. Like, it... And, it does increase the power by one, yeah. which is nice. But yeah, no, it's not It's not essential to the deck, but yeah. I would say Skull Clamp was the hardest card for me to cut. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, the, as you can see, if I end up putting this in the description or wherever I can post the link to this, the other cards work really well. I don't think there's any other standout card that like needs to go. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also saying that for like the sake of fun. Like There are some cards that aren't, insanely great but if they work they are so fun that like i can't morally get rid of them yeah, uh, yeah. but skull clamp was just kind of i can throw that away uh all right uh another one another one okay bladed pinions P pinions is it pinions pinions yeah sure yeah it is a two mana artifact equipment quick creature has flying and first strike and it has equipped two uh, I have the only reason I got rid of this is because I put in Zephyr Boots. Yeah, no, and that's it's, fair. When you're talking about Zephyr Boots, this is where my mind went is because I knew this was in there. Like it, yeah, it has flying and first strike, which is sort of the evasion and also protection from death touch. But I mean, like Zephyr Boots also does a great job. Yeah, I think you're rarely gonna have a flying death touch creature unless someone's playing like Baleful Strix. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I just think the first strike is not important of like these two and yeah. Zephyr Boots is just cheaper so yeah. whatever uh, alright here's one uh, I know your use I know why this card is in the deck I know exactly why this card is in the deck it is Draconic Muralists <laughs> yeah. it is 3 and a green for a Dragon Bard 4-3 and it says when it dies you may search your library for a dragon card reveal it put it into your hand then shuffle I know this is in there because of Corvold. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> and I don't blame you for wanting to get Corvold out. Uh, uh, you only have Corvold. So if Corvold is in your hand... Not true. Do you have another dragon in this? Zeotora. Oh, Zeotora, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you have like one of those in your hand, or they're both in your hand, or on the battlefield or in the graveyard, this is just a 4-3. When it dies, do nothing. There is actually another dragon... Uh, there's three dragons. Uh, the Dread Lin... Lin... Linorm? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's a snake dragon. Um, it's, it's an adventure. Oh yeah, I took him out too. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, it's not fantastic. Um, it is like hexproof and one one counters the adventure side of it, the instant side of it. Um, and so like if you are in a position where you have Zeotora and Corvold either on the battlefield in your hand in the graveyard, right? Then you can always you know find some protection. Uh. Which can be nice, but yeah, no, 100%, I would get rid of this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think, in a handful of games, because you're drawing a bunch of cards already, it's it's fairly likely that you're going to draw one of those three dragons, rather than having to tutor for it, so... Yeah. Man, got rid of it. Speaking of Dread Lenorm... Lenorm? Whatever. It's, it's going word. away. Yeah, get out of here! <laughs> it's a 7-6 snake dragon. Uh, 
when you play it on its on its adventure side, it gives a put two one one counters on target creature and untap it. It gains hexproof until end of turn. Uh, and when you play it as a creature, it says it can't be blocked by creatures with power three or less. It is so expensive. It's it, going away. Yeah, no, it's so expensive. Like it's the abilities on it are not bad. Yeah, they're quite good. Like if they were like, two mana yeah. cheaper, I'd oh, play them. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's just too expensive. The abilities aren't good enough to justify the cost. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad we agree there. Yeah. Uh, here's a funky one. Uh, we talked about... So I put in uh, Assassin's Trophy because it's a great card. We can both agree Assassin's Trophy is a great card. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to take out some of your removal because I just thought it was too expensive. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's Or weird. just like, I needed to take things expensive. out and it was strange. Outland Liberator. Outland Liberator? It is one in a green for a human werewolf. And on mm. its human side, you pay one, you sacrifice it to destroy target artifact or enchantment. And then on its knight side, you can pay one, sacrifice it, destroy target artifact or enchantment. But also, when it attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment defending player controls. Yeah. I just... Uh, my genuine reason for taking this out, I didn't think it was big enough. Didn't think it was big enough. I wish the creature was larger. So that when you, when you sacked it, you got extra value. That's I fair. think you have enough other ways in this deck to remove specifically those threats, too. That, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it was that great. Yeah, no, that was, that was one of the later uh, additions. Because, as you know, when I was uh, searching for a Meatwork Massacre, uh, I spent a lot of money buying some uh, Minute Hunt packs. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and so it was just a card that I had. I'm like, you know what? This this isn't bad. No, you know, it's not bad. Because it, I'm like, you know what? Removal, but on a creature that kills the creature. You know that is that is what Crash wants to do. Um, and it sacrifices it. Yeah. Like again, with these cards, they're not bad cards. Yeah. They're just I needed to get rid of some stuff. Yeah. Uh, except like for Blade. Sorry, Dread Lenore. That thing. That thing's <laughs> terrible. And the Highland Forest. That thing's crap. I think it's big, big stinky. I big really stinky. don't like it. Wow, okay. Uh, what else is big stinky? Oh, this isn't big stinky, but I wanted to get rid of it because we added some other ways to put... Stop, stop <laughs> saying big stinky, okay? I found some other ways to put Trample in the deck. So I took out Nalia's Forerunner, oh, which yeah. is a 5-3 enchantment creature beast. It has Trample, and other creatures you control have Trample. Uh... It is a big creature. It's a 5-3 for 5, which isn't terrible. It has Trample, and all you care about is power. Not terrible. Gives Crash Trample. Not bad. But we put in some other ways to give him Trample, and you had some stuff on your maybe board, uh, like that that cantrip that uh, gives him Trample. Or I think it's called Big Play. It's from... Strixhaven. Yeah, Strixhaven. Yeah, Yeah, which gives creatures Trample. uh, Yeah, I just think there are other cheaper ways to do it rather than this creature. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you haven't mentioned, you didn't mention him when you put him in, but one that I really like uh, is Brawn, which is like a green anger, but for trample, uh, yeah. right? So if it's in the graveyard, it is, uh, all your creatures have trample as long as you control a forest. That one would probably what I'd like replace that card with. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I just think other, there are better ways to do it. Yeah. And that's my only reason for getting rid of him. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me, I'm almost done. So I got four more. Uh, the first one is oh yeah torch breath 
It is X and the red <laughs> for an instant. This spell costs two less to cast if it targets a blue permanent. It can't be countered, and it deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. I know you only put this in the deck because I play blue. Yeah, it's I literally know. just there to get rid of your commanders. I know. That is the only reason. Yeah. And I respect it. But to make the deck better, I think it needs to get go. Get out of here, Brago. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think that needs to go. Uh, oh, also, sorry, I forgot to mention this. I took out murder. Just thought it. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Um, here's another one I know you put in just because of me that I think you should take out to make the deck objectively better. Wild Ricochet. Get it out of here. It is two red red for an instant. You may choose new targets for target instant or sorcery spell, then copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Yeah. So basically, you steal somebody's spell, then you make your own copy of it. Mm -hmm. I, I know you put this in there, because I play decks that are almost all instants. It it's gotta go, Ben. Really? It's gotta go. I, I don't think it's that bad. It's not bad, but it just it doesn't do <laughs> anything in your deck. Well, the way I see it, it's protection for Crash. It's right? pretty if, expensive protection, it, though. It is. But here's the thing. If someone plays a targeted, like, destroy removal, not not necessarily exile. I mean, it, it works for exile because it gets rid of the exile targeting crash. Yeah. But it works better when someone is trying to kill crash just straight out. Um, because then you can redirect it and kill another creature on the battlefield and then copy it and kill yet another creature on the battlefield so instead of getting rid of crush you make him bigger and i like okay that. i i see the value in that i do see yeah. the value. i don't know it's it's just really expensive yeah no it is expensive it's just expensive yeah you know what i'll, I'll give that to you i can see keeping this in the deck it's pretty expensive though yeah uh, all right last one i think this one's gotta go uh Winds of Kalsma. Kalsisma? Kal... Whatever. Winds. Yeah. It's a windy boy. It's a fog effect. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's one and a green for an instant. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. But it has Ferocious. If you control a creature with power four or greater, instead prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn by creatures your opponents control. Uh, I see this being used when you attack with Kresh and someone blocks with like everything mm -hmm. and that might happen but i think in the experience that i've seen crash run there's no there's no creature on earth that can kill crash there isn't there is not a, i i have yet to see a token board where i can put all the tokens in front of crash and <laughs> and it will kill crash it the thing that you got to worry about isn't combat damage it's targeted removal yeah uh which is why i i took it out yeah, yeah. Not because Crash is the threat in combat. You want that damage to be dealt. And I mean, though you will always have Ferocious, I mean, you almost always have Ferocious. Yeah. I still if if Crash is out, he's Ferocious. Yeah, right? he's ridiculous. Because if you don't have at least one one encounter on Crash, why is he even swinging? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, so those were my ins. Those were my outs. Uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, like where I took the deck? Uh, like, did it stray from what you wanted to do, or did it kind of stay in line with uh, 
what you wanted. I think it. I think for the most part, yeah, it stayed in line with uh, with what I want. And like I know I mentioned, uh, sort of the fact that like <laughs> evoke is good, and I really like <laughs> evoke. So I appreciate that you found uh, some more evoke cards. Um, which, yeah. Yeah. No, they're fantastic in this deck. Crush is amazing. Crush. That, I mean that exactly is why I built the deck because I'm like Crush is big and he will be scary and people will be scared to do anything against me just because I have this massive stick that I can just hit people with um, because like yeah I mean c casting Crush for like 9 mana is expensive but he can get really big you can make it nine mana for a nine nine very quickly yeah see that's that's the thing like you can't use the vanilla test crash you you simply can't use that because <laughs> he's a five mana three three but by the end of the turn he can be a five mana twelve twelve and so it it's yeah. ridiculous there, there's a lot of cards in here that i know <laughs> should leave um, <laughs> and like a lot that i'm like i really want to put these in and like I mean I think we've touched on a lot of that and so I like I feel that this deck has been shown off good it, it's it's funny quirkiness has been sort of uh, exploited um, and uh, yeah it's just it's just such a fun deck and it is like it really even is. E even if it's not your style I hope you can appreciate just how stupid it is <laughs> All right, well, with that, uh, it brings us to the end of episode one with Crash the Blood Braided. Yeah, and I mean, the, the point of this deck isn't to tell me I am bad, I made bad deck. <laughs> it's just, here's some things. Like, there's no bad way to make a deck. The important thing is to have fun with it, which Absolutely. I think is what we've done with it. Um, hey, I'm a blue player. We play, <laughs> we play magic differently. Yeah. Everyone plays magic differently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'd also like to thank our sponsors, which are monkeys that don't like bananas. <laughs> are we doing a sponsor section after every video now? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. We're, we're sponsored by monkeys specifically that don't like bananas. And they're like, screw the system, screw the man. I'm an independent monkey and I have a mind of my own. Well, thank you to the monkeys. Uh, if you have a deck that you would like to send to us to look at, and so sorry, we might make fun of it. Uh, but if you send us deck ideas, a commander you want us to build around, we'll even do fun stuff in the future where we give ourselves an hour to make a deck uh, and then talk about it. If you have any suggestions, feel free to email us at decktreks at gmail.com. Uh, it is the name of the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, after that, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.